Albert and Ryan here, just <laughs> talking about Neil Young. Yeah. What's up with his voice? Just, yeah, nobody talks about his voice. Hungry man in autumn. Albert told me that Neil Young is into trains. He's into trains. Which I didn't know. It's his autism. But maybe. Autumnal autism. They love it. That's a thing. Autumnal autism. Yeah. Seasonal. Like the sneezies. Autumnism. There you go. All right. Uh, well, hey, everyone. This is Don't Be an Idiom. Welcome back. Yeah. You know, uh, you might have uh, been on vacation with our other podcast, Do Be a Monster. Yeah. Maybe some of you listened to our new side. We're calling it a sideshow pod. Sideshow pod. I, I, uh, I didn't. I decided to I didn't not, mean to be funny. I didn't mean. I'm just. Just comes out of me. No, me no funny. I chose not to research how many other monster podcasts there are, so that way I don't feel like we're, you know, I'm not worried about the originality of it. Yeah, and if you're out there, don't tell us. Yeah, we don't care. No, this is ours is going to be the best. This is something we're doing for us and right. you. In our universe, we are the best. <laughs> and we're on the news all the time. I actually was watching a little CNN coverage today. It's election day. Oh, yeah, it's election day. and you we're vote. You know, we're recording this before the uh, results are in, but we're releasing it after. So this is going to be a little strange. It's like a Schrodinger's cat episode. Oh, Schrodinger's cat. Right. We're talking about time travel. Um, Sort of, right? I mean, it, like. Doesn't have to do with time travel? Yeah, because the box, the cat's in the box with mm -hmm. a some, uh, poison vial and the, the, the random time goes oh, off. Is that, is that dimension stuff? Well, it's like, it's like um, when the cat's in the box and he doesn't know when the timer's going to go off to release the poison, the, the cat is both alive and dead at the same time because he doesn't, we, yeah. don't, we don't know. It's the so by the time this comes out, that will be when we know. Yeah. So right now the cat is alive and dead. <clears throat> and the cat is America. The cat is America. <laughs> and it is a sick cat. It is. <laughs> it is sick. Lots of poison in that box. Sick old cat America. Sick. That's, that could be a real Neil Young song. <laughs> yeah, right. Sick old cat America. Just put put some guitars in. You to know it. I hate the South. <laughs> he, does he does hate, hate the, the South. South. <laughs> yeah, Leonard Skinner wrote a whole song about it. Right. Sweet home right. Alabama. Guess old Neil doesn't like yeah. us. <laughs> so bitter. Who cares you if a guess? Yeah. You so what? know. You know. So what? Yeah. Canadians are more than welcome to hate us. Neil Young hates the Leonard Skinner replied. Leonard Skinner. Leonard? Yeah. You've never seen the name written anyway? It's Leonard. Anywhere? It's named after their gym teacher, Leonard Skinner. But well, they yeah, call you just the said band. Leonard. Oh, I don't know. No one says Leonard Skinner. Yeah, Leonard Skinner. Leonard Skinner, everyone says. No one says Leonard Skinner. Everyone says Leonard Skinner. Holy shit. No I've one been... says Leonard Skinner. That sounds crazy. Leonard Skinner. Holy. You just said it again. You said Leonard Skinner. I'm not saying Leonard. I'm saying Leonard, though. Are you trying to? No, I mean, it's L Y. I was just listening to Leonard Skinner. Yeah. I'm saying Leonard Skinner. It sounds like Leonard with a Y. Oh, I don't <laughs> think so. Anyway. This is good stuff right here. <laughs> this is going to distract people from the election. Right, which already happened. Right. Don't forget to vote three days ago. Yeah, don't forget to vote. <laughs> um... Some, something else that's really important that we wanted to discuss is that at the very beginning of this this show, episode one and two and three and four, and you know the rest, the beginning. Five and one, six and seven. One, one of the things that was really important to us was to get in touch with John Hamm. Yeah, and we realized tonight that we've been trying, we've been barking up the wrong John tree. John tree. To be fair, we've not really brought John Hamm up in, in about 20 episodes. It's probably because we realized that we were just, we weren't really going by our own compass. That was just mm -hmm. the big name. Everyone loves him. But I do love John Hamm. He's. You don't like John Hamm? The more he's done, the less I've liked him. Oh. But that's because he's become too accessible. Too accessible. Now we want, we want H. John Benjamin. Very inaccessible. 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 H. John Benjamin of... You may know him from... Archer, Bob's Burgers... And most importantly... Wet Hot American Summer, but I, uh, Dr. Katz... But most importantly, Home Movies. Home Movies is Coach the Coach McGurk, we want most you. Most important. So me and Albert have a new 
uh, Albert and I have a new goal, which is to get H. John Benjamin to say something about like, like um, welcome to don't be an idiot. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. No one can do his. No voice. one can do his voice. It's right. impossible. Um, so we've covered a lot. We've covered Neil Young. We talked about uh, the election, which is you know yeah. topical. It so, was topical while we were recording. Right. Schrodinger's cat. How about that outcome? Did, is that right? Did anyone see that coming? The oh God, I don't. I don't want to think about it. I'm having an anxiety attack. <laughs> uh, Schrodinger's cat. Is that? Am I saying that right? Schrodinger's I think so. cat. Okay. Yeah, that's how I say it. So you know more about dimensional things than I do. Hmm. I plan on talking about some dimensional things today. Actually, really? Uh, yeah, sort of. Okay. Uh, can we use any of this opening? Uh, we were drinking some slow and low. My dad likes slow and low, and I have to take him to get his teeth pulled <laughs> Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you going to save the teeth or save oh, your father's teeth? Oh, yeah, I should. Teeth? I should. When I got my teeth pulled, they let me keep them. Yeah. But he's probably going to be like, no, they're a terrible memory of the time I broke my teeth. You, I could see you wearing your father's teeth on a necklace. Oh, that'd be great. There's not many people I can imagine doing that, but you're one of them. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. Where to go with this? Where to go? <laughs> Where I think we're good. Should we start? Yeah, let's start. Let's. I, I got a bunch of things to say. Oh, okay. Like about the uh, the pod. Oh. I mean the idiom. Okay. Should we start completely over? No. Oh, okay. So we have a, we doing... a pack of tarot cards today, yeah. and uh, I think what you want to like dish out three. Yeah, yeah. I think last time we 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 did use tarot. Listen, guys. Something else that you could help us with here as an audience, because we're doing all the work here, is send us all some, the work. Send us some game ideas because it's been thirty-one games. Yeah, it's very difficult to come up with, and we haven't more. repeated any. And you know, we're not just making games. <laughs> so, I, I think we used tarot cards before, but I think they were mine. These are Ryan's. Yeah, um, I, I, let's just last time we pulled a card. Yeah, let's do three now. Okay, I guess past, present, and future. Oh, perfect. That's, a, that's like a thing. That's like a drawing thing. Oh, okay. Let's do that. So you're going to take yours yeah. first? Well, okay. Yeah. I don't know. What's easier? Yeah, yeah. All right. Ryan's pulling three cards. I'm going to pull three. And whoever has the best wins. All right. So Maybe we can do it by like audience uh, participation. <clears throat> whoever gets the bigger cheers for their three cards. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so I, I put my three tarot cards in front of me. From left to right, past, present, future. All right, so <clears throat> why don't we just do it at the same time? We'll be like, all right, my past is yeah. blah. Yeah. My present is blah. All right, past, present, future. You want right. to flip them? Yeah, past. Okay. Ugh. Oh, man. I've got the Knight of Cups. I've got the, the Dork of Staffs. Yeah. Okay. Was that the two of two of staffs? The t- yeah, the two of staffs. Clearly, I'm winning. Okay, I've got the ace of cups as my second. I've got the seven of pentacles. God damn it! You already won. What do you have? The ace of the ace. Ace of cups. We're tied. And no, and then I've got like a little. <laughs> That's my old parking sign. And I'm still going to get a ticket. Right. I've got the 20 of judgment. Oh, my. Is that even a thing? I've never heard of a 20 card. Me neither. I've got the, uh, I don't know. It's like a boy giving a girl a flower. Damn it. You won. Yeah, I did. Shit. No doubt. Okay. Albert's alarm went off for his car, even though we already moved it. Yeah, I already moved my car. And, you know, I think that, like... What it's going to feel like when I go out there is going to be like in my head. I'm be like, I did the right thing. Two hour time limit. And I go out and move the car before the two hour time limit's over. But I move it up one space, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, when I go out again, it's going to be like, Shazam! There is my ticket. Shazam is your idiom? I know. I don't think it's an idiom. <laughs> Shazam, that's like uh, abracadabra, right? When it's, you did abracadabra? It, yeah, you know, came across it and I was like, man, this kind of reminds me of my old... My old throwback, Abracadabra, and I just wanted to get into it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people say Shazam. People say Shazam. It's also like a popular kids' hero movie now, right? 
popular kids hero movie. Yeah, it's like this kid who yes, turns into an adult yes, superhero. Yes. That's like his superpower. You know, I remember seeing uh, posters for it, but I never like I never saw a preview or never heard anything about it. I've seen a preview, but I don't. I just don't care. Yeah, no one cares about Shazam. So Shazam is there? Is there a sp- the specific origin for this? We got to do the meaning first. Yeah. So Shazam uh, is an expression used to say. Ta-da, it's here. Yeah, that sounds about right. What's the official definition? A magic slogan used to introduce an extraordinary deed, event, or transformation. Oh, yeah, that's kind of It's very similar to Abracadabra. Yeah. But because I did Abracadabra before, I felt like I should also corner the market on the magic words. You should get all the magic words in there? Okay. None for you. No, none for me. Or some other podcast out there that thinks they know what words are about. Yeah. Origin? Oh, you want to talk about? I'm trying to think already. What in the world? Because yeah. Abra- Abracadabra was pretty. That, that know, was pretty surprising. They that had a very specific one, yeah. which was really cool. Shazam! Uh, Shazam! <laughs> Shazam! Wow! <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that uh, in the 1800s, mm-hmm. and some. Some someone is coming some, down the stairs. Some neighbor is running down the stairs. We're gonna make this the we're gonna make this the episode of of surprises. Of noise. Yeah. <laughs> the noisiest. The, the noisiest yeah. episode we've yeah. ever had for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there was an immigrant who traveled to America from somewhere in the Middle East. Right. And his name was, well, no one knows his real name because once he landed in America, he went by Shazam. Wow. Yeah. And this, this young man, handsome young man who, uh, who, 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 (laughs) you know, the American dream. I know. Ellis Island. Yeah. You know, give us your poor, give us your weak. Give us your hungry. And we'll give you a new name. And we'll give you a big kick in the butt because right. no one's allowed in. But this is this was before, you know, this was in the old days when America kind of like actually was okay. It was with, hope. Yeah, when there was hope. Right. And there were, you know, immigrants could actually come in. Right. And start a new life. Right. And so this guy did that because he, you know, he, life was a little rough over there. And um, the first thing he found when he he walked off the boat into New York, was uh, he found a top hat in the trash can, and he donned that tra- they donned that top hat, and then the next thing he just like kept walking. He had nowhere to go. He had no friends, no family, and then he found a stick, and he painted the stick black, and then got some white out and put some white out on the end. And he's like, all right, all I have to my name right now is this top hat and this stick. All right, and then. And then he um, stumbled into some trash cans. Right. Back to the trash. <laughs> I like this guy's style. Lo- he loved the. He really he was loved drawn it. to it. He was drawn to the trash. And uh, what do I want to say here? And he happened to be in the back entrance of a club. And right. he, he strolled right on into the door which was near the trash cans walked in and found himself on stage in some raggedy raggedy ass clothes but a dusty top hat and a stick painted black and people just started cheering because they thought that he was part of the show for the night definitely you know these these 19th century new yorkers they're like we've seen it all we've seen it all. all yeah we get it but then this but then this is fresh. Shazam walked on stage by accident. And then someone said in English, you know, wh- uh, <laughs> hi, what are you doing? What's your what's your shtick? And oh. he, he only knew the one word, which was also his new name, Shazam. And then he like, he did something with his stick and it just happened to be the moment he did that, an old timey light bulb just burst right right over the audience. Yes. And they were like, oh, he's a magician. Right. And then 
he just kept on accidentally fumbling through <laughs> 10 minutes of, <laughs> you know, like lights bursting. He sneezed and a busboy dropped a plate of, or, you know, like a, what is this called? A, a tray? A tray, yeah, <laughs> of glasses. And then, you know, he like, uh, things like this. Sing, yeah. Tripped over his shoelaces and said like, and then all of a sudden, you know, 10 ghosts did the Macarena right through. Right. But it was just a coincidence. Like, right. And anyway, Shazam ended up becoming really famous. He never really knew what he was doing or why people were making posters of him or why people were booking him in all these clubs. But he made a lot of money. And there are a lot of these cool antique posters that say Shazam on it. But actually, and we actually have we one have, in the studio right now. We have now. one right now, and that's how I got the idea. And it's beautiful. Origin story. Wonderful. Close? I like it. Well, you're not... I mean, it's... Is there a magician involved? There's magic involved. Okay. So, yeah. So, close but wrong. Okay. I can I can handle that. I'm going to do something a little different today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start out where it's definitely not from. Because I okay. think a lot of people out there are thinking... That it's from the 90s Genie movie starring Sinbad. I did not think that. That does not exist. The Yeah, I didn't think that. But you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. The movie is called Shazam. Yeah, yeah, I remember. You remember the movie? Yeah, yeah, of course. It's impossible that you remember the movie because it does not exist. Really? That uh, is I mean, an I'm example. of a Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah, well, he was in... Yes, and that's where a lot of people think that it comes from the Shaquille O'Neal movie called Kazam. But there are people all over the world that, that believe Sinbad that they saw a Sinbad movie called Shazam, where what? he played a bumbling genie. What? What? How? Why, why do? Somebody, why do you think? Yeah. That? Why, why do, do think we that? think that? I don't right? know. It's something called the Mandela effect. Oh. You ever heard of that? Yeah. I mean, I just was a part of it. You were just a part of it, exactly. <laughs> so, basically, here's the thing: there is this paranormal researcher, author, lady named Fiona Bloom, Broom, who. She coined this term called the Mandela Effect. Yeah, I've heard of this. And it's all about us having a collect right, <laughs> a collective misremembering of things. Okay. And the Sinbad Shazam genie movie yeah. is one of the biggest. Right. And um, yeah, so that never happened. And it really kind of all, she has like these theories that it goes to uh, like, well, it's possibly us having interference with the multiverse where we oh. are getting like those you know, infinite realities and we're kind of tapping into those. Which is interesting because you brought in the Schrodinger's cat. Right, but not on purpose. Like, that just happened. That's a podcast stuff happened. Wow. Um, But then my favorite part of the theory is that it's uh, the reason that we remember things wrong, uh, such as the Bernstein Bears, you know? Yeah. Well, do you know it's actually the Bernstein Bears? Bernstein Bears? Yeah, it's spelled Bernstein Bears. Bernstein. Bernstein. Huh. Not E-I-N, A-I-N. Whoa. Yeah, look it up. Or the Monopoly guy. Yeah. He doesn't have a monocle. Whoa. Curious George is a yeah. monkey, but he yeah. doesn't have a tail. Whoa. Yeah, there's all this. Actually, I was first brought into the Mandela Effect mm-hmm. by my little sister doing a, doing a project when mm. she was, I don't even think she was in high school yet. Mm. And she taught me all about it. And um, I was like, well, this is pretty neat. And there's all these things that we collectively misremember. Like, oh, another big one is a mirror, mirror on the wall. Mm-hmm. You know, the, who's mm-hmm. the fairest of them all? Yeah. That, that line was never spoken. It, it was magic mirror on the wall. Mm. And one that I looked up today that I think you would really like is, uh, hello, Clarice. That Sounds line is never, that line doesn't exist. But I feel like that line was maybe done like in an SNL skit yeah, or something. Yeah, or like the critics. Yeah, yeah. something like that. But like satire. Still, but still though, it doesn't it doesn't exist from the original movie. Okay, yeah. What I'm getting at is this is not the Mandela effect. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that whole introduction was to tell us that don't Ooh. be don't be confused Shazam is not a yeah. Mandela effect kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But also, uh, mm-hmm. I think because you know what if we didn't someone else would. My favorite theory about why these sort of Mandela effects happen is yeah. not the multiverse, but it's a that a, a time traveler mm-hmm. went back in time, mm-hmm. changed something, mm-hmm. and our memories are true, mm. but because of the things that they did, mm-hmm. the the now present okay has changed. But the whole point of this intro was is to that say it's that not it's about not that. this, right? And you only did that because people think that there's a Sinbad movie called Shazam. Yes, some okay. people. 
Some people desperately know that there's a movie called Shazam by Sinbad. That does make me think that some time travel history changing thing happened. He even went so far as to like eventually do this Twitter thing where he like did it on April Fool's Day that was like, no, it existed. And then the government went out and confiscated (laughs) every copy except for three. And if they ever find that you have one, they're going to kill you. He said that? Yeah. That's really funny. I love Sinbad. Yeah. Um, I got to give a shout out at this point to Phil and Laura who got Sinbad to cameo me Mm -hmm. for a birthday present. Mm -hmm. That's like that website where they, Sinbad did a a FaceTime message with me. It was the best. I know. It's very cool. Anyway, let's get back. Let's get down to the story. So where does Shazam come from? So it actually comes from 1939. This might be one of, this might be my youngest idiom. Mm. It comes from the Captain Marvel comics. Hmm. But not the Captain Marvel that you're all thinking about with that girl. Well, the original Captain Marvel was a, was a male. You know about Captain Marvel? It was a Marvel character. It was not a Marvel character. Oh. So. Dude, I'm like. I know I'm, uh, all over, I'm a little all over the place. <laughs> I'm a little all over the place. But you know, Captain Marvel has been a popular movie and that, that, that girl. Is, yeah, but wasn't Captain Marvel like an actual card character in the Marvel universe before and they just made it into a girl because of So I think what happened like there sex politics? I think what happened there is that there was like when they invented Captain Marvel, it was actually more than one character. It's kind of confusing. Okay. But there is a girl Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe we're having another Mandela effect. Yeah, I'm gonna stop saying I know things from now on because well, I don't know. Things. I, I feel like I've said I I'm like yeah twice tonight today, and I was wrong both times. So you just talk for a little while and let me hear what you have to say. Okay. Well, I just realized <laughs> that like I just idiot. I just skipped my I was I skipped my popularized version and went straight to the origin. Let me rewind. You already spent a lot of time <laughs> telling us what it isn't. <laughs> All right. Here's another thing that it isn't. <laughs> Here's why it became popular. Okay. It was a character named Gomer Pyle on the Andy Griffith show that okay. then went off to have his own spin-off show, mm. which was called Gomer Pyle uh, USMC, which is United States Marine Corps, right? Okay. So he Sounds was Sounds like, like a laugh riot. He, well, he was the comic relief. He was like a bumbling. So in in the Andy Griffith show in 1962, he was he was this mechanic mm-hmm. that he essentially lived at the shop in the back room yeah. and he could barely do anything. He could put gas in your car, he could put air in your tires, but that was about it. But he was always kind of, he had three pretty big catchphrases. And one was a golly. And the other one was surprise, surprise, surprise. And then the other one was Shazam. Wow. Now you've probably heard that inflection of I don't Shazam. Know. You Maybe don't I know have. anything now. No, I'm, I'm done saying I have or have not heard things. Anyway, he was a popular character, bumbling mechanic. Then in the Gomer Pyle USMC, he was a he was like an army guy, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. was just like, "Well, how's this gun work?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. All right, I do think that's funny. So yeah, that's where it became really popular. But now to go back to where I was coming from was in 1939, Captain Marvel was was invented. Okay. In Wiz Comics, okay, Captain Marvel was a kid. He was a 12 year old orphan named Billy Batson, and he 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 sold newspapers and he lived in the subway which i thought was kind of interesting that gomer pyle lived at the he lived at the gas station mm-hmm. and and billy batson lived at the at the subway station one night he's out selling papers and this mysterious guy comes up to him and he's like follow me and i actually went back and read it it was really cool i was able to read the whole original comic online oh, okay, and cool. it was like all the old artwork and so he follows him down to the to the subway station where he lives, mm-hmm. but this mysterious train pulls up that he's never seen before with all these odd markings. Gets on the train, no one else is on it, and then he it ends up taking them to this subterranean cave, right? Mm-hmm. So he's walking down the corridor and he sees these statues of these like creepy ghouls. There's seven of them, and it turns out that they represent the seven deadly sins. Whoa. Then he walks a little further, and then there's this old man, bald man, big white beard. And he's like, I am Shazam. All right? The mm-hmm. wizard. He's the mm-hmm. wizard. He's 3,000 years old, and he's been fighting evil, specifically the seven deadly sins, for 3,000 years. But his body's given out on him, and he needs to name a successor. Okay. So he's like, Billy Batston. <laughs> You're my guy. It's all about you now. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he goes. Saddle up, partner. <laughs> oh, but here's the other thing. Hanging above Shazam's head mm-hmm. is this giant block of granite, like m- megatons heavy. Whoa. Of this Why? Giant, hanging by one string that is frayed. Oh, okay? my. So he's like, all right, Billy. He's oh, my Lanta. 
Marlanta. Oh, where are the, all the good commercials, right? I don't right? know. Anyway, he's like, look, man, I'm going to give you my powers. And uh, when you say my name, then you're going to turn into a superhero. So Billy tries it out. He's like, Shazam! And bolt of lightning comes down. And when the smoke clears, Billy is a, a, like a full-grown superhero type. This is the movie. Is this what you watched? Did this you is the new movie. But you Did you see the movie? I've seen a trailer for it. This, okay. is, the, this is the same concept. Yeah, but you do you know everything about this? No, I've never seen the movie. Exactly. And you never read the comic, right? No. See, no one has. That's why I figured I would talk about it. Yeah, yeah, you can. All right, so... I'm just saying, like, this. I, I wasn't sure that Shazam was, like, an actual remake of something, but it is, like, Shazam, based on that old comic, I guess. Yeah, so here's the deal. So uh, when he says Shazam, the, the smoke clears, he's this full-on superhero, right? But then there's this writing on the wall, right? And it says in an acronym, Shazam, and it goes like this, the wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. Mm. So Shazam's like, yeah, that's where I get my power from, all those guys. That, that makes up the name oh. Shazam. And he's like, you have that now. Whenever you say that word, you have that. Yeah. And he's like, and when you say it again, you're going to turn back into yourself, Billy Batson. Okay, right? yeah. So he's like, go ahead, give it a try. And he goes, Shazam, bolt of lightning back into Billy. But at that moment, that last string of granite snaps and it crushes Shazam. Well, it seems like he was, that was pretty risky behavior to start with. Shazam was ready to go. Right. 3,000 years. Yeah. And so his, he kind of planned that. Oh, definitely. Oh, his okay. power was waning. He knew he had to go. Yeah, okay. So, so basically, what ends up happening after that is that... Um, you know, little Billy is like, uh, okay, so I'm a superhero now. And then the next day, there's this guy named Dr. Savannah. And he's like, I'm going to block out all the radio waves all over the all over the world mm-hmm. permanently yeah. unless you give me fifty million dollars. <laughs> yeah. Which you figure like That's a lot of money back then. It's a lot now. It's a fifty lot million, now. but back yeah. then in thirty nine? Oh it's goodness. a lot lot. Yeah. So Billy is like, you know, he's like, I got to do something about this. He's selling paper to some mobsters. And they're like, hey, what do you think the boss mm-hmm. is going to be pretty upset about this? Long story short, Billy ends up going to a radio station and goes up, runs into the boss's office and is like, hey, I think I know who's doing this. Uh, you know, I can, I, can, I can help you. And he's like, get out of here, kid. He's like, look, all right, you don't believe me right now. But if I, if I find this bad guy for you and I thwart his plan, will you make me a radio announcer? And the guy's like, I'll give you whatever you want, kid. Sure enough, he goes up there. He turns it. He says Shazam. He turns into the, the hero guy. So his dream was to be a radio he announcer? Wants to be a radio announcer. But Interesting. The idea is that because if he was... If he was a radio announcer, he'd be like in the know of like news and stuff like that, and he'd oh, be able to get close to okay. like criminal activity. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? sure. But a twelve, he's who's gonna put a twelve-year-old in, in on the news? Yeah, radio, radio announcer. Right, but but that's what they do. Anyway, he does. He okay. he thwarts the plan. He smashes all the stuff. But and Dr. he gets a job. Doctor Savannah does get away, mm-hmm. but he stops this plan. Is this all in the first issue? All in the first, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this is the first issue of Wiz Comics, and I. I saw that like when this came out, it was like their first thing that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and in it, it was not only Dr. Marvel. It was like these, these, there was like five other characters that they did many stories about. Okay. But eventually Dr. Marvel became super popular. Yeah. So at the time of this was, this was considered the golden age of comics, right? Which was from 38 to 56. At that time, Captain Marvel was the most popular and outsold all other comic characters. Even things like Superman, which came out just a year before Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. Yeah, but then it turns out that, like, you know, uh, they got sued by DC Comics because they were like, you ripped off Superman. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And um, that was like a 12-year litigation or whatever. And then in the, in the end, DC Comics ended up being like, but yes. which so. one's more famous now? Superman. It's still Superman. Right. <laughs> um, but it's just kind of like, you so, know. So the writer of Captain Marvel is really responsible for popularizing Shazam. The writer of Captain Marvel is, yeah. Well, it was like this whole thing. It was such a convoluted story. It was like. You know, Wiz, it didn't exist before that. No one ever had said Shazam before that. No, huh? No, it was a made. Up, it was the acronym that was made up for uh, for this comic book character. Yeah. 
Oh, okay. And then I feel like it became, you know, it became this thing that was like synonymous with magicians. Yeah, and right. like things instantly appearing. Like Dave, Ch- Dave Chappelle even used it for his that uh, his crackhead character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and he would be like, Shazam! And then right. like bust out of a, you know, a prison, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With the power of crack. Right. <laughs> so I just thought it was like, you know, it was, I think it was, I thought it was really important, uh, for, very important. for us to talk yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. But come on, though. Look, Superman. No, right? it is. Yeah. So this, so Superman comes out a year before Captain Marvel, right? Right. But Captain Marvel ends up becoming way more popular than Superman in its time. Mm-hmm. In in 1944, it sold 14 million copies, oh, and shit. it came out biweekly and sold 1.3 million copies every every copy. How often was Superman coming out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but this isn't I think, a Superman I think it's not a Superman co- podcast, but but I do think that like Superman was kind of like this guy's stealing our thunder over yeah. here. Like, oh, we gotta get him, stealing right? our thunder. Yeah. Uh-huh. So anyway, after twelve years of litigation, they ended up finally winning. Oh, okay. Superman won. Yeah, and then DC owned it. The idea, right? Then in seventy two, DC was like, well, why don't we bring back Captain Marvel? Right? It was like it was a big deal. So they wanted to but at that point uh marvel had already created their own captain marvel oh and they had like established it separately so that's what i was thinking of yeah so so they had uh, marvel had established captain marvel and they were like well we can't bring him back as captain marvel because then we're gonna get another lawsuit yeah right right? so they're like let's just call him shazam now oh right okay so and then you know there was all sorts of like reboots comics all this sort of stuff and now in 2019, they came out with the movie Shazam, which mm-hmm. is based on this comic right. that I watched with my dad last Albert, night. Albert, that's what I was asking you. I know. Oh. <laughs> but I didn't want to give that all up in the beginning. Oh, but it's... Okay. But here's my thing. Yeah. You didn't watch Shazam. I didn't watch Shazam. And I would guarantee you that a lot of people didn't watch Shazam. Because I think it's for like middle school boys. Or I don't something. think so. I watched it last oh. night and it ruled. Oh, okay. It got a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, oh which I was shocked by. It was set in Philadelphia. Oh, really? ruled. And there was oh, like a lot shit. of establishing shots in Philly. Really? And it was like a Christmassy kind of movie. And it was like... Okay. It was... It was I thought DC did a really good job establishing some sort of like offbeat fun. They cursed a little. There was guns in it. Um, yeah. They they kind of like didn't make it so soft. It wasn't too poppy. No, it was. It felt kind of. It almost felt like if Always Sunny made a hmm. made a superhero a little. Not, yeah, yeah, not all the way. Always Sunny. Just like sunny. A, a hint of that. A hint of Always right. Sunny. And um, it was great. And I felt like I felt like City Pride and and oh, I felt good. like good for knowing the actual origin of Shazam. Yeah. And so had you decided to do this before you realized there was this new movie or when I when I was looking it up in one of my old catchphrases books yeah. uh, I saw it and I was like I cannot believe that that's what it stands for and then I at the same time I had the thought I was like I remember I actually went with Shelly me and yeah. Shelly went to that little tiny theater in Philly um, yeah. the one that has two screens and yeah, yeah. what's it called Ritz No it's that little one that like they don't even pop their own popcorn that you have to buy bagged popcorn but it's cute. It's like you want it to survive. Mm-hmm. What am I talking about? I know what you're talking about. You do know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's the... It's near um, I know Long it's... in the Tooth record. Yeah. It's like right around the... Like 23rd and Chestnut yeah. or something. Well, anyway, oh, it's that God. little theater, right? There's holes in our brain. I saw so, so many, many we, holes. We actually talked about the holes in our brain. Yeah. Anyway, I went to go see another movie with her. I think it was... Um, it was probably... Um, what was that scary summer one? Midsummer, mm-hmm. and and I saw the preview for I, there was like there was a poster for uh, for uh, Shazam, and I remember looking at it and being like, "Why are they showing a superhero movie that no one cares about here?" Mm-hmm. Now that I know the like the, the backstory on it, I loved it. It was like one of my favorite superhero movies I've ever seen. Oh wow! Yeah, all right. It was a lot of fun. Well, that is a that is a uh, what you would call it. That's a long story. <laughs> uh, no, I can't really think of words. A humdinger, anymore, man. That's a real humdinger. Uh, when you suggest something and you like, you think it's good, recommendation. Recommendation, yeah. Jeez. I, so I'm anyway, seriously worried about my brain. I'm worried about my totally brain too, fried. but here's, here's, I can hear the critics out there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Shazam's not an official idiom, right? Mm. But 
I think that it's this great word that has this amazing origin that's an acronym that you would you don't know what it means. And even in the movie, by the way, he only says at one point the different gods and he doesn't even relate it to that's what the name stands for. You know yeah. what I mean? You still have to piece it together. Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. And, you know, it is, it's, I mean, it's idiomatic. I mean, it's, it's a phrase that if you say it, someone understands the meaning of it because they've heard it somewhere before. Yeah. And the, going back to Gomer Pyle and from like the Andy Griffith show and all that sort of stuff, even his inflection of like, Shazam, that yeah. is a, it's like a pop culture thing. It's been parodied so much, including Pinky in the Brain and Futurama, my favorite. Yeah. Funnily enough, both those episodes had amazing titles that had something to do with aliens. It was Pinky in the Brain was Planned Brain from Outer Space and Futurama was Roswell that ends well. Ooh. And in both of them, they had Gomer Pyle um, characters that talk Whoa. the same and use the same kind of lingo. And yeah, it's it's, it's iconic, you know? Have you, have you seen Plan 9 from Outer Space? I watched it yesterday. Oh, really? Oh, I yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Plan 9? From oh, Outer Space, oh, yeah. No, I thought you meant the Pinky and the Brain episode. It's like based off that title. Oh, shit. So much is based <laughs> off of other things. Uh-huh. So, no, but I watched the Pinky and the Brain, oh, okay, and, cool. and, you know, I watched Futurama every single night, yeah. so I know that one. <laughs> the final thing I'll end on is this. Um, a slight bonus idiom. You can, you can uh, in, the, in the United States Marine Corps, mm-hmm. if you call someone a Gomer Pyle, it means that it's like a nickname for a recruit that continually messes up or needs additional oh, training. cool. So there's like a bonus. So if you ever want to like, we can, we if you're ever this, in the Marine Corps, we could take this out of the Marine Corps. You yeah. could be like, all right, Gomer. Yeah. You know, like somebody that just is fumbling around doesn't know what they're talking about. Yeah. There's a bonus idiom on the house. On the house for free. For you free. didn't even have to pay for that at all. Well, Gad Zooks. Now, that's not one of his. That's from Futurama. <laughs> Don't mix well, up your golly. pop culture references. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Al. Shazam's an idiom. I, I agree with you. Start a podcast and tell me it's not. <laughs> All right. Is that the way the... That's the way the cookie crumbles. Okay. And we'll be right back. tell you all about that towards the end of the show because it has to do with my idiom but um albert you know we're in a we're in election day we're doing an election day episode it's election day and i felt like you know maybe i should pick an idiom that uh is poignant in that way was this a rhyming podcast <laughs> it's a little, little rhyming i'll go down to the bay and eat some hay what do you say uh, so, um, have you gotten a COVID test? No. Have you never you? got one? I've not gotten one myself. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I didn't know if that was like a new thing where you're like not a good person unless you well, get a COVID test. I've just been taking hydroxychloroquine like three to four days a week. I just drink bleach every morning. Well, some people say that's kind of like the modern day snake oil. Bingo. <laughs> I love the snake oil. Yes. I'm, I'm excited to learn about this. So, uh, snake oil or snake oil salesman. You can really, either one of those, that's kind of my idiom for the day. Um, The song that we just listened to is titled Snake Oil. Oh, that's why you didn't want to say it. Yeah, by this Texas musician, R.F. Shannon, um, So who's kind enough to let us use that for our mid-show break. Thank you, Snake Oil Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) So... um, do you know what that means? What's snake oil? Yeah, it's like when you have you sell, researched this before? No, I've never researched it, but I love the I love the uh, idea. It's like a, a snake oil salesman. A guy comes to town, and he's like, "Oh, this will cure all your. It's a cure all. You mm-hmm. know, take care of everything. Grow your hair. Give you a big Johnson, and <laughs> give you a make big Johnson. You 
make you very suave. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's like a fake, it's fake medicine. Right? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, so I get it, fake news. Snake oil could be a substance with no real medicinal value sold as a remedy for all diseases. That's like probably the most literal definition of snake yeah. oil. But it could also be, it's used now as like decept, deceptive marketing, deceptive right. healthcare, um, or someone who deceives people in order to get money from them could be called a snake oil salesman. Right. So that's like, that's like the, the basic way we use it today. Right. So what do you think is the, the origin of that? I mean, I do imagine the guy pulling a cart into town, like a big old wooden cart, mm -hmm. and being like, ship right up, ship right up, come and get your snake oil, but you don't know that's a bad thing yet. The snakes cure everything. Yeah. Because they get venom. Yeah. But the opposite of venom is health. <laughs> so I think, you know, before it was like known that like a guy selling snake oil was bad, let's just say this is the Cowboy Times. Yeah, what are the Cowboy okay, Times? 15. 15? 1600. 16, 7, 1800. Yeah. That's good. 1500s. I was thinking about the old Cowboys. <laughs> Those are really old Cowboys. Old school Cowboys. Oh my you know. God. Well. That's like Shakespeare Cowboys. Yeah, but in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> I need an intern. <laughs> Someone anyway. to someone to whisper mm -hmm. centuries to you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That that'd be perfect, actually. Yeah. Or a timeline would be nice. We're currently hiring. If you are an artist that can do a timeline <laughs> that goes from like pirates, cowboys, mm -hmm. uh, scientists, scientists, <laughs> spacemen. Maybe in the future would be that would be nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Back to Egypt. Mm -hmm. Leave Jesus out of it. Yeah, we we get it. He's we somewhere get it. We get it. In, somewhere down there. So I guess I mean my guess is not going to be anything crazy. It's All right, just, so is it's that just, is that your guess, or do you want to get more specific I think that than he that? Would or have lots of vials. Like you, you don't just want to say like I just have one thing for sale. I mm -hmm. have twenty things for sale, but they're all the same thing. Yeah. And do you think there's snake oil in them, or do you mm. think do you think he's pawning it off as snake oil to trick people? Right. That would be too easy. Right. If it was just snake oil, like the oil, like what does that even mean? Oil mm. from a snake, blood, venom. Mm. Can't get people venom. <laughs> you I don't think. Good. <laughs> I just, I don't. I'm thinking of slippery slim. He's coming through town. <laughs> He's very short, mm. but he wears but a great talker. Tall boots. Tall boots and a great talker. Great talker. Big big hat. Um, pompadour. Invented the Pompadour baby. Yeah, that's possible too. And um, he just, you know, he's a smooth talking guy and he just rolled into town and he's just sweet talking all the local yokels and oh. selling. I, it's hard for me to get away from the actual, I, I, I want to be funnier, but I can't. Okay, so that's it. He's that's, got a cart full yeah. of little vials. Okay, good. Right. You're, you're really close. That's basically it. Oh, okay. But there's there's like a lot there's like a context for oh, okay. how that all got started. Okay. So yeah, I think when people think of snake oil salesmen, they're probably not too far off from what the actual you know right like it's figurative now, but we can imagine that people used to be hustling fake shit to as like a cure all back in the day because no one fucking knew anything. It's like that Larry King episode we did. What Larry was he King. selling? Remember? Oh, fish, fish pills. Yeah, fish oil the pills. giant fish oil pills. Yeah, yeah, really big Bring ones. Bring it out. Bring it out, Mary. But they came from his own glands. Right. Which was pretty gross. So this is going to start. You were right in the like cowboy century, the 1800s. This is where this kind of starts. You nailed that. You nailed that. <laughs> And uh, I'm going to bring it to the specifically to the 1860s when um, Chinese immigrants were coming over to America uh -huh. to help build the Transcontinental Railroad. I don't. Good. I probably should have looked into that a little bit more, like how all of that happened, like why so many Chinese immigrants were coming over to do that. There must have been. They must have just really needed the reason. Probably to, they got promised something good. Something. And I'm sure it was just hell. I think hell or high water comes from the transcontinental hell. Um, hell road. <laughs> <laughs> transcontinental hell road. I'm just glad that the trans community has a nice, comfortable place to ride Precisely. the rails. Precisely. <laughs> yes. Thank you. And it, it all started here. A lot here. of forward thinking back then. 
So the Chinese were working their butts off, right, on this sure. freaking railroad going across America. And they get sore muscles, right? Sure. So what do you do? You take out your actual, fig, like, literal snake oil mm -hmm. and you rub it on your sore joints. So the Chinese used snake oil from Chinese water snakes. Now, we don't have Chinese water snakes in America. No, they would be American water they snakes. They would be American water snakes, precisely. But, you know, the, the these immigrants would share this, this like, um, topical, you know, whatever, lotion with their American co-workers. Right. And people were like, oh, shit, this stuff works. So eventually, people started getting wind of this. And you're exactly right with, you know, the, the traveling salesman kind of guy. Like, that was definitely happening out west in those, you know, lawless cowboy towns. And they started hearing about this, this snake oil stuff that the Chinese had brought over. Right. So they're like, all right, well, we don't have that specific snake oil, but we do have rattlesnakes. Oh, yeah. Because we're in the desert. Right. So then they uh -oh. start... <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. Uh -oh. so then they were like okay so it appears that the chinese water snake oil does actually make joints feel better so we're just going to use rattlesnake oil and say that it cures everything it's like a cure-all yeah potion definitely so uh they decided that these uh, these hucksters uh charlatans if you will oh yeah yeah, what? Hucksters. Yeah, what about hucksters? I feel like I learned about them when they were talking about the wooden nutmegs that they mm -hmm. would sell, banging the wooden nickels episode. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hucksters would have been, yeah. That's it's fun. Hucksters. Huh, that's fun. Tom and Huck. That's a Tom and Huck. <laughs> <laughs> so they would, um, they decided, you know, just instead to say that they got this this idea from the Native Americans. They're like, oh, Good. this is this is a, an ancient Native American rattle like rattlesnake grease. Um, and that's the thing, right? You say that it's from you say that it's from either another country or uh, from another like uh, more ancient culture, like because we don't have one, right? Well, something exotic uh, yeah, to your typical like, American. Look at them; they've yeah, been living dipshit. forever. They got nice, thick black hair, right? So obviously, you know, because right. you don't understand their culture, we can just tell you right. anything about right. it, and you'll believe it and you'll buy it. So the Native Americans really did use rattlesnake grease to alleviate pain. But you can imagine these hucksters weren't actually like they're not even getting the grease. Yeah, they're not even getting the real snake grease. Yeah, it's probably just piss. Right. Just and also, where does grease come from from a, a snake? I, I don't know. They look pretty shiny, don't they? Yeah, but they're not slimy. Hmm. I think if you wring anything out, a grease will come. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> um, in the '80s, some scientist. Did some did some scientific studies. We don't, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, we don't get paid enough bucks to get into all we don't those. Have time for that. No, maybe if the Patreon ever gets and, the, and and discovered that uh, snakes have omega three fatty acids that really do oh, some healing like sorts of things. Yeah, it's kind of like fish oil. Okay, but the problem is that rattlesnakes have way less of this than um, the Chinese water snakes. So there were these medicine shows and that were that would travel from town to town and they sounded like just Penn and Teller. Oh my god. They sounded like crazy wrecks. You know, it was basically like the infomercials of today. Yeah. So these medicine shows seemed uh -huh. to be pretty wild, I would say carnivalesque in a way. Um, sure. Because they were just trying to make Step right up. Life. Step right up. Step, yeah. yes. Carnival barker. Step right up. Right. Now, there would be all of these different parts to the medicine shows. Uh, there would be, you know, it might open up with some guy playing a banjo, get a few people huddling around, and then all of a sudden you would get the step right up guy, and then they would have like a comedy show, and then they would have the guy who's hustling the snake oil yeah. or some other sort of medicine. But there were also pretty much every time minstrel shows. So someone oh. in blackface, yeah. you know, playing, you know, being a, playing some sort of comedic role, you know, reminding the audience, hey, they're the butt of the jokes. You know what I mean? So yeah, you could just be funny without you could just be a funny white guy. Yeah, they 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 just Why really they got there? hooked. They really got hooked on the blackface for some reason. Did they do miracle worker kind of stuff like you know, like evangelical stuff like yeah, like you know like 
they give them a drop and then they shoot up. Exactly. Yeah, oh, they would do nice. that where they would have some, you know, someone, uh, a plant in the audience and be yeah. like, oh, who are you? Are you a fern? Yeah. <laughs> are you a fern? <laughs> like a plant. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> you look like a jade. <laughs> you look like a jade to me. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so then the audience, yeah. someone with like a funky elbow would come up and they'd be like, <laughs> It's uh, been wobbling for 22 years. 22 years. Let me get some snake oil on that, boy. <laughs> and fixed. Awesome. I love, you know what? I get it. Yeah. It's I believable. Mean, besides the minstrel show part, everything else. Oh, no, 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 else no, 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 no. We don't great. get that part. Um, so, so there was one, one guy in particular who, whose name was Clark Stanley, the Rattlesnake King. Wow, what a name. Yeah, and he claimed to have a snake oil recipe from the Moki Pueblo tribesmen. So that was just like another sure. Native American uh, thing. So it was called Stanley's Snake Oil Liniment. And this became the most popular one. And he used to like dress up as a cowboy, um, but he like prob- probably wasn't yeah. a cowboy. Yeah. And he put his like face on the on the bottle. Oh yeah, and, you know, like he's I, like Papa John, like Papa John, you know. And I just couldn't help but think of our current president, who really is sure. a snake oil salesman right. in his own right. Just think about all of the idiots he's fucking duped. It's been quite a bit, quite a bit, quite Sounds a few. Sounds like he's still duping him right now. <laughs> I think he is like currently right now at this very second. He's probably duping more than fifty percent of them, actually. <laughs> and we're I guess, fucked for four years. I guess we'll know in a couple of days. By the way, you know if you're voting for Trump, that's great. Fuck you. <laughs> Hey, we're like we don't want to get political here, man. But like, if you want to, if you want to elect a fucking snake oil salesman, that's cool with us. Yeah, or worse. What's worse than that? Well, because he's like a doctor that gives people cancer. Yeah, because the snake oil salesmen are it's fun. You know, it's fun. It's fun. Because I, mean, I get it. You rub enough snake oil, <laughs> then your your muscle feels better from all the rubbing. It's just mm. a massage. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. They would, they would, uh, well, at least uh, Stanley would, and I imagine the other ones just kind of like ripped him off. But uh, Clark Stanley here would take a rattlesnake out of a bag, you know, oh. and show the audience. And it was a live rattlesnake, right. and then he would slice it open in front of them, <sighs> and he would, uh, he would put it into some like boiling water, and this, you know, snake fat would kind of rise to the top, sure. and he would scoop it out of the top of the barrel, and then like mix it in with something else and then all of a sudden it was like and this is you know this is the process to make you know here's the secret ingredient yeah Stanley snake oil liniment cigarette ashes (laughs) and and don't forget to add the cigarette ashes no I mean don't say that part (laughs) damn it Stanley damn it (laughs) damn it Stanley damn it more 10 gallon hats that way (laughs) Um, but things uh, oh there's a name for these they're called uh, patent medicines they're called patent medicines and basically, it was uh, before the FDA existed. You, you, anyone could just put anything in a bottle and say, "This is my, this is my medicine. Right. Yeah, just great. use it." Because like they didn't know what worked very well yet right. in the eighteen hundreds. So then, in uh, I think it was in nineteen oh six, the Pure Food and Drug Act passed, and they were like, "Okay, we can't just have anybody." Selling things for people to put on their bodies or That's drink. Nice. They finally got they, that going. Yeah, it's it is. It's almost you know, especially the amount of poison that we're fed today. Right. You know, it's like it's surprising that they even did anything a hundred years it's ago. True. Yeah. Um, huh. Huh. What? Hmm. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, I, huh. People still looked healthier back then. Except for the dirt. Poison. Except for all the... No, dirt's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thinking more about like the... The glow. The, Natural like, glow. Just, you know, I just... I feel like we're just a little sedentary is all. Very. Especially these days. That's what I mean. Now we're a little There's sedentary. A, lots of sitting. Could you imagine just having like rope hard muscles from working in the fields? <laughs> rope hard muscles. And then like everyone's... Your girlfriend's like, ah, oh, you're like a piece of rope. Oh, baby, like 12 pieces of rope. That's your girlfriend's voice, too. Oh, baby, you're like a bunch of rope. Give me some of that snake oil. <laughs> rub, me, rub me down, baby. Gotta get roped up. <laughs> roped <Bring> up. up. <laughs> um, in 1917, the government seized 
Stanley's snake oil, a case of his snake oil. A case? Because he was still selling it all the way up to 1917. Oh, even when he knew that yeah, the what's FPA like PA happened? <laughs> FDA. He was like, yeah, I mean, can you imagine like some new government organization exists? You're like, fuck that. Yeah, I'm just going to keep selling snake oil. It's like, excuse me, Mr. Stanley, I have to confiscate that from you. Be like, I'd like to see you try, boy. <laughs> and it was mostly just uh, beef, fat, red pepper, and turpentine. They broke it down? Yeah. Wow. No snake oil? None. <laughs> wow. It was mineral oil, beef fat, red pepper, and turpentine. Turpentine. Yeah. Okay. And they, those people had been had. Ooh, he'd been had. That's right. The bonus uh, idiom there? He was fined $20. That's it? Yeah. Which I is, guess that was a lot back then. It was, it was $429 in today's standards. Still, but think about how much he, how much did he sell a bottle for? Probably, I don't know. Ten cents? Ten cents, a nickel, two nickels. Man, it'd be great to get stuff for 10 cents, you know? Yeah, no more. I got a mug for 10 cents from oh, a thrift store. That's and, cool. and it was very, it was exciting to get something for, like, you know, now, like, if, if you, if somebody says something's less than a dollar, you're like, wow! I'll buy one! But yeah! Your wood, was, your wood and nickels weren't even less than a dollar. No. <laughs> they were more. Mm. Get them while they're hot. So um, it wasn't for another like 10 years until snake oil started be, uh, being used figuratively. Oh, okay. That's, and, not, that's not a long turnover. I think the first time it happened was this, it was this poem by John Brown's... Um, wait, wait, no. By, by Stephen Vincent Benet. It was called John Brown's Body. And the line is... Crooked creatures of a thousand dubious trades, sellers of snake oil, balm, and lucky rings. Nice. But I guess in a way that's kind of like, it is kind of literal. I don't know. That's the first time I was in the literature, though. Um, so anyway, I was going to end with a couple fun facts, which yes. are some modern medical example. Yeah, snake oil, like which were just like some, some medical scams that uh, were definitely illegal. I there was. I could think of one. Can you? Olestra? What, what is Olestra? That's <laughs> when so they made those, I think those baked lays. Like, it's like a diet chip or something. Yeah, a diet chip and sounds... it made you have diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like snake oil to me. <laughs> they were, I actually kind of liked them. In the mid-1900s, there was these easy-to-swallow tapeworms oh. that were supposed to like make you thin. Yeah, and, and they did. The packaging was like, you know, a pretty young girl, and she's like, you know, easy-to-swallow tapeworms, right. like lose some pounds. Um, there was these, I think this was from the 70s or 80s, they were called vision dieter glasses. They were glasses that you would wear, and it Come would on. reduce your food cravings. Really? <laughs> I mean, it didn't work. It was like bullshit. Right. But people bought them. Um I think in the it was maybe the forties where there were trim reducing AIDS cigarettes. So you could trim reducing AIDS cigarettes? That's what they were called. You could lose twenty pounds just by smoking this particular brand of cigarettes. Well, I yeah. Wow, cool. Yeah. Is there something extra in them that made them because I know smoking make you curbs your appetite anyway, kinda. Um it was yeah, it was probably just, re- it was nicotine. It was just regular nicotine. Right. Nicotine. It's regular old nicotine. And then they're like, yeah, well you'll definitely lose some weight. You know, Tommy has this poster in, in his, you know, when I was staying with him, it's like he loves these old ads that have like well, funny he, names Yeah, he's or brought up like AIDS candy. That's it. It was it was an AIDS yeah, thing he, he and it was, to, it was a weight loss thing Yeah, for he women. wanted to do like a documentary thing about that. Yeah. Because that was like right before the AIDS pandemic. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, we can't call the candy AIDS anymore. Right. Because yeah. of actual AIDS. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Tommy. AIDS. Yeah, I'm talking about you, buddy. I do. I do think you lose a lot of weight on AIDS, though. Uh, AIDS candy or actually having actual real, having AIDS. Well, yeah, he, that's for sure. Tom Hanks and look at Phil, Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Back and to I'm, Philadelphia movies again. Rocky. Lots of pick me up Philadelphia movies you're talking about here. Yeah, I don't really. <laughs> what? Well, it's not a lot. You know, I was thinking about when I was watching Shazam. There's not. It's not. Well, a like lot M Night Shyamalan movies kind of have some Philly stuff going do on. Do they? Yeah, because he's from here. I think. think. We'll get them on the show. Yeah. No big deal. My last one is the 1940s Vrillium tube. I thought that you would like this one. Basically, it was a two-inch long tube that contained healing radioactive alien rays called Vril. 
and it would cure, really yeah and it would cure any disease that you have if you wore it around your neck <laughs> can we still get some i don't know if you can find them anymore but the fda confiscated some and found that it was just horse laxative inside <laughs> horse laxative in a necklace like you don't even take the you don't even ingest the horse well because it's you know they're the real close to you the real rays <laughs> the laxative kinda... rays right wow it sort of looked like a thin bullet like the the necklace that you would wear i love that yeah i thought you'd like that one all right vril let's Vrillium. do it. all L- right let's get some of those and uh, that's a wrap for me. All right, guys. So, you know, <clears throat> we didn't get a lot of you uh, over at the Mahoning this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, none. <laughs> Maybe you didn't see us because it was a little dark. But Dark great, and cold. Great time at the Mahoning. We Drive-in love, we theater. Love the Mahoning drive-in, yeah. Um, we have an idea to, and if anyone knows anyone that works the Mahoning drive-in. Yeah. We've got an idea of a Don't Be an Idiom presents movie night. Double feature at the Mahoning Drive-In. I'm thinking idiom-titled movies like Peeping Tom. Yeah. And other ones. And then we're going to The whole nine yards. Yeah. With Bruce Willis? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Love that movie. That would be awesome, right? And to Pete, right? Yes. Man, a 60s serial killer thriller with a... Lovable '90s Chandler. Was it early 2000s or late '90s? Those blur together. I'm gonna say 2000s. Yeah, early 2000s. Yeah. Bruce Willis, Chandler. What was his name? In the movie, Matthew Perry. Oh, yeah, Matthew Perry. Yeah, Amanda Pete. Amanda Pete. Great movie. Um, yeah, so we're, we we'd love to make that happen. Uh, but you know, a couple wooden nickels did get handed out. We, there were some people playing with some glow sticks out there. So if you maybe you got one of the wooden nickels and you're listening now mm-hmm. because of the because of the wooden nickels, like what's up, glow stick people? Mm-hmm. And Tell your friends. And um, also check out RF Shannon's song "Snake Oil." That was our uh, mid mid show break song. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot for letting and, us uh, use it. Yeah, really lovely song and um the album that that's on Rain on Dust is really great too. So check that out. A little Texan uh chill music for you. Yeah. And you're welcome cuz I'm sure you didn't get a chance to look up all that information and now you know what and, their song's about. And that, <laughs> that's it. That's what you're saying. Give song and take. Is about. That's a give and take here. <laughs> right. Right. Uh okay, well, do we have anything else? If you guys um you know, if you want to reach out, don't be an idiom at gmail.com. Uh, we've got all the content for you up on uh, our Instagram account. So Definitely. much good imagery. Oh my God. The imagery is. What? Say something in French. Oh, the imagery is so uh, tangible. And a shout out to our Australian fans because yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, we just hey. we've had this like influx of Australian listeners and. Uh, we just, we got to get down there. We'd love to stay in the bush. In the bush. How do we get down under? Remember my sister dated an Australian guy. I remember him. What's his name? Sean. I remember him. That's when she lived in that apartment with all those little, those little uh, frogs from the rainforest all what? stuck all over the, over the. Really? She had like a brick, she had like a brick facade on the inside walls. Oh yeah. And then they that stuck all those. was in South Philly. Those, yeah. All those little. They had those little um, poison dart frog toys yeah. stuck all around. And I was wow, like, that's dude. a great idea. I do not remember that. And then we were like, oh, whatever fosters, Jimmy. And he's like, nobody drinks that in Australia. And I was like, oh, bad day. Uh, anyway, we need to get down there. We need yeah. to get down under. And I think there's some monsters in the bush. So there's we definitely need to, we some. We need to look that up. There are some awesome Australian monsters. Maybe we'll do a special Australian dubia monster episode next time yeah all you got to do is let us stay with you (laughs) and then we'll do it we're very easy we're easy very easy to get along with we just need lots of luxury sweet lots of beer we need don't bother us in the morning (laughs) no we sleep in late real late we're gonna need a stock of fosters that's right all right well until next time don't don't be be and idiot. Yeah, hi, how you doing? Vinny Sapp.
Clemente here with Shazam. Are you tired of people trespassing on your property? Like the mailman, for example. What's with that guy? No more bills, please. If I had one more bill, I'd be like 10 ducks. Quack, quack, zap. Speaking of ducks, do you hate all those squirrels taking huge diarrhea shits all over your lawn and roof? Well, then news needs Shazam. Shazam is basically one of those electric dog fences, only way stronger. And the best part is, you don't need a collar. Shazam uses the iron in a living being's blood to harness powerful, powerful lightning from the sky! Annoying neighbor? Shazam! Don't forget to write! Your will, that is. Jehovah's Witness? Shazam! He won't be witnessing anything anymore. That mailman back again? Oh, it's a new guy. Shazam! Look, even when the cops come, it's gonna take a while to pry you out of your home. Nothing beats lightning! So buys it while it's new before they figure out some sort of anti-lightning D Shazammer bubble. Bye, bye, bye! Mailman gonna die, die, die!